Welcome to episode 95 of Hit the Mic with the Stacey Harris. Hello, hello. This is episode 95. I am your host, the Stacey Harris, uh, and we have a very cool guest on the show. Today, we have Kelly Edkins, uh, and we're going to talk about the fact that she built two businesses at the same time, which I, re- I think really speaks to... Uh, making the multi-passion work for you in a different way. Maybe it's it's offering multiple kinds of services or, or in your own businesses or whatever, uh, but she actually built two businesses and it's an evolution kind of system and we talk about that, um, about how it sort of evolved out. Uh, but I think it's a really, really interesting idea because, I mean, I'm tired just running one business some days, so... I cannot imagine running two. Uh, but yeah, so it's really cool. It's, uh, it was great to chat with Kelly. She was fantastic. But before we dive into that, I want to remind you episode 100 is just a few weeks away. So be sure you head over and RSVP to join me uh, on October 21st for a live show with prizes. Uh, other than that, there's not a ton going on. I'm going to have a webinar coming up uh, in October. We're going to do it on October 9th, uh, which is next Thursday. Uh, and I'm actually going to be talking about Facebook ads because after doing the webinars I did last month uh, about webinars, uh, I had a lot of people asking me how to use Facebook ads. Uh, this is going to be a really, really sort of introductory 101 kind of look at Facebook ads. I'm going to talk about boosted posts, uh, the ads manager. I'm going to talk a little bit about the power editor. Uh, and I'm going to talk about the three pieces that every ad needs to be successful uh, because I see way too many ads that do not have these three pieces. So that's going to be that. We're going to do that uh, on the 9th of October. So be sure to be there or be square. Uh, and nobody wants to be a square. Uh, before we jump in with Kelly, let me tell you a little bit about her. Kelly is a holistic business and marketing mentor and certified yoga therapist. Kelly's clients are multi-passionate and purpose-fueled creatives who, with her guidance, are making big changes in the world of conscious business and yoga education. As the founder of the Third Jewel Consulting, Kelly provides holistic business support to the conscious creative entrepreneur. And as the director of the Wisdom Method School of Yoga, Kelly provides integrative yoga therapeutic education worldwide wide. Uh, and she talks about developing both of those business. So it's really uh, businesses. So it's a really, really cool conversation. Uh, without any further jimmer jabber from me, here's Kelly. All right, everybody, we're taking it, uh, the whole multi-passionate entrepreneur to a whole new level. I'm talking to Kelly Atkins, who actually built two businesses at the same time. Um, so we're going to talk about um, why she did that and how she did that and what you should not do that she probably did. Because you often learn these things after you do it. Uh, so first, welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you. Happy to be here, Stacey. I'm I'm really excited uh, to talk about this because I we've talked sort of about the theory of multi-passion entrepreneurs, but I've not yet talked to somebody who built two businesses at the same time. Um, and I think that is, as someone building one business, awesome <laughs> and scary. Uh, so yeah. before I get too far ahead, will you take a second to introduce yourself to everyone? Absolutely. Um, Okay, so I am primarily right now a holistic business and marketing mentor for the passion and purpose-fueled community. I serve soul-centered entrepreneurs who are aching to profit from their passions while doing meaningful creative work in the world. I empower these conscious creatives 
to add intention, vision, and grit to their big dreams so they can make a living and a difference. And that's my primary business. My secondary business is I am the founder and director of the Wisdom Methods School of Yoga, which is an integrative yoga therapeutics institute. And I travel nationwide and provide yoga therapy training to aspiring yoga therapists. That's so cool. <laughs> I think so. I'm so, so. about this. So which business did you start first? Such a good question. So it, technically, I'm going to say my yoga school. Okay. And I say technically because this is not, you know, this is not the first time I've dipped my toe in the water of okay. business, of, of owning my own business. So I had a yoga studio before launching both of these businesses. And uh, so really the yoga school kind of came from that studio experience. And I wrapped together a lot of things that I had been doing as a yoga studio owner, workshops and specialty trainings and series, mm-hmm. and decided I was going to go whole hog and write my teacher training curriculum. And then because I really like to make things hard for myself, (laughs) I decided, you know, a 200 hour teacher training was not enough. So I needed to write really three separate teacher trainings and all the curriculum that went with that and wrap it up into a yoga therapy training. So that's really what took the bulk of my first three years in business. Okay. And that's so much work. It sounds like so so much work. It's but insane. it seems like it's you insane. really love it. Like there's, it's funny because you can always hear in somebody's voice when they like really like something. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. it seems like this was like a really passion driven thing for you. This was something Absolutely. That was really meaningful. All passion, all passion, and that's you know it's interesting. I I talk about passion a lot, and um, it's great, but it's not enough. And that's really what happened to me as a yoga studio owner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was doing what I loved, but I was not making money. And I was working so hard and so long and just busting my tail in the overworking, under-earning, overwhelmed cycle. Mm -hmm. I'm sure many, many entrepreneurs out there know exactly what I'm talking about. I think we're all there at some point in the the development of our business. Clearly, yeah. Because... Yeah. It's like a certain like a small business owner entrepreneur badge of honor you have to yeah. have at some point. <laughs> but you want to like get over it. You want you want to like get the t-shirt and move on and yeah. not like stay there. So and that's I think that's the that's the part that that really sort of makes or breaks you is that moving past that or the ending mm. up there forever. So yeah. three years in, you opened your second business. Yeah. So let's see. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the thing about my coaching practice is that I really, I started out thinking I wanted to be a wellness coach and mm-hmm. I did that for a long time while I was a studio owner and it never took off and it took me a long time to figure out why it wasn't working because I went through the whole, you know, like maybe it's me, I'm not a good coach, I'm not this and that and I hemmed and hawed and it really what it came down to was it just wasn't the work I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. So I set aside that wellness coaching piece of my business and I was like, okay, I'm not a coach. I'm not going to do it. And I put all of my energy and attention into the yoga school. But what happened, like, and I didn't intend for this to happen. People started, people in the yoga community started reaching out to me for business coaching. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't do that. And they were like, well, look, you've done all this stuff and you know, the industry. And I was like, um... Okay. <laughs> so it it kind of landed in my lap in a sense. And then once I really got into it, I realized how much I enjoyed it and I decided to like put my big girl panties on and make it a real business. I I love when that happens and and we've heard that story a lot and and of, you know, it comes from the outside. Someone comes up to you and they ask you for something and you're like, 
wait, really? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I do know stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like in some ways your purpose finds you. It's like you're not getting here fast enough. I'm going to meet you in the middle. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So how long have you been running both businesses like at the same time? Yeah, both businesses. So that would be about two and a half years together. And separating them has, you know, separating them has been a really interesting exercise mm-hmm. in refining how I show up and, and my work in the world. It's been a really interesting dialectic because at first I thought I'm going to keep everything together. And then that didn't make sense to me because I had this five-year vision for the yoga school Mm -hmm. and it involved like bringing on more faculty and, you know, going much, much bigger. So I wanted to separate myself out of it. So it's been this really interesting dialectic that I've seen. And I still have people that work with me in both businesses Mm-hmm. And in fact, it really creates, um, it creates a solid trajectory of people through my business. So I have clients that I've worked with for five years now because oh, wow. they started with me as, you know, coming to yoga classes and then yoga workshops and then yoga teacher training and then yoga therapy training and then business coaching. So it's been a really, I think, you know, this is, this is my caveat, I'll guess, I guess mm-hmm. to say about building two businesses. If they are very interwoven and interconnected and they do create like a very clear trajectory of a client pathway through your services or through your business, then I think it's totally possible to do them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of two don'ts as well. So that's, those that's are good maybe. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you touched on something that, you know, clients have been working with you for five years. And, and that's something just to kind of take us a little bit off track for just a second that I think is so important and something I touch on in sort of my own um, business trajectory and how my business has changed. You know, I started as a VA, which is totally different from what I do now. And my brand was different. Uh, but people exist from the, my community then because they liked working with me. They liked the way I, I communicated and taught. And I, so I think that's a really interesting that although you run two businesses, um, they still have your energy to them. They still have that consistent kind of feel. So people can kind of move uh, through them smoothly. Like you said, they're, they're very interwoven, even though they're two separate entities. Is that something you did consciously um, so that, or is that something that came from it just being a part of you, something you created? Um, you know, that's a good question. I would love to say that I sat down and looked at these two things and said, I oh, I'm going to do it's it. Like, like... Can I just take credit for this thing that happened? Because <laughs> yeah. that would make me super but, smart before. You know, to be quite honest, no, I, that was not intentional. But mm-hmm. what was very intentional was doing the deep self work mm-hmm. to look at what are the common themes in my passions. So what mm-hmm. are my passions resonances? What connects the, the work that I do as a yoga therapy educator and the work that I do as a holistic business and marketing mentor? And once I found that and was able to bring it back 100% to how I wanted to be in the world, to how I wanted to, to show up and to my big why, then I just I followed that path. And it did align, which was wonderful, you know, but that it was not like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then it was a very, you know, almost inward directed focus was the starting point. And the outer manifestation was very harmonious and aligned, but it started with the inner work. Awesome. All right. So I want to kind of go back to those, those two don'ts that you had for us about, about, you know, 
running them together at the same time and things like that. And will you share those with us now? I just wanted to take, I was very curious about that. So I had to take us off track. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So first and foremost, like the, the number one thing that I'll say to preface this conversation is business is all about relationship and it's all about trust. Yes, yes, and yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes like, can yes. I get an amen? <laughs> yes. So, um, the, the tricky part when I was, you know, starting to tease apart these two aspects, like these two different entities and make them separate is that, you know, just like any other entrepreneur starting out with this sort of new, new trajectory, I wanted to be, you know, kind of like, oh, well, I already have these people that love me for this. Why don't I just like blast them with all of this stuff? And I had to be really sensitive about being very clear about who my client was and not only who they were, but when they were ready for me from the business coaching side. Mm -hmm. Let's stay there for just a moment. So I had to be really respectful of my community and, and really touch in and get a very clear picture of not only who they were, like that ideal client profile, mm -hmm. but when they were ready for me. And that took some work. And that's really, that's one of the main reasons why I decided to separate the businesses. Because the people that were ready for me in one business were not ready for me in the second business. They needed, they needed to suffer a little more. <laughs> That's you know, a great needed... point when you're looking at your ideal clients is that someone may be your ideal client and just not, especially from like a business coach and even from a life coach perspective, like yeah. they might just not be ha been through enough pain yet to realize that they do need this solution and that you have it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you know, my, my background, my graduate work is in like health behavior change. That's what I studied as a, as a nutrition coach. So it's just, it's that whole readiness to change things. So I think bringing that to, you know, taking a hard look at your community. And if you do have these two disparate businesses or passions that you want to follow on the business trajectory, even if there's overlap mm -hmm. in your dream client profiles, you know, are they, are they ready for you at the same time? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the biggest thing. And I didn't, you know, it took me some time to massage all of that out. And, you know, I, I still don't have like a, tremendously enormous list on my in my business coaching practice but I have a huge level of engagement mm -hmm. because I did so much work weeding people out and getting super duper specific in you know weeding people out that's sort of a negative term but getting really specific about do you want to be here great if not here and I did that through writing and newsletters and blogs and all of the things that we use in the yeah. tools of our trade making it yeah. really easy for them to self-select exactly Exactly. I think that that's something I, I want to touch on just because it's a huge thing that I am a proponent of. And anyone who listens to this show knows that you've heard me say it before and you'll hear me say it a million more times, I promise, which is it really comes down to a quality engaged list that takes action over mm. just, ha I mean, you can have a list of 20,000 people, but if no one is opening your emails, yeah, they don't matter. Like not they matter, they're people, but you know what I mean? Like it has no impact on your business. Exactly. It's not a measurable stat if it's an empty stat. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Sorry, I had to get on my... No, totally. I, I love it. There I am my soapbox again, people. Yes. <laughs> and it, I mean, I think it's great to reinforce that because so you, know, you hear so much about it's all about list size and grow your list and all of that. And it's great, but you need to grow your list with the right people. Mm -hmm. The people who are really ready to take action or ready to hear what you have to say or are connected to you in some way. Like they might not be ready for you, but they're connected to you. Like you mm -hmm. mentioned in your own business trajectory, people stayed on your list when you made the shift because they were connected to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and, and, you know, this is something I think that's worth considering, even if you don't have two separate businesses. It may just be even within your offerings. Right. Uh, you know, the people who, uh, t- for just using my business as an example, because I have the same kind of paradigm, but it's it's in all in one business. The people who are ready for the rock star guides and the people who are ready for something like the business amplifier mastermind uh, mm-hmm. are in different places. Same with people who listen to this podcast and watch the YouTube videos. You may not be at a place ready where you're ready yet for uh, the rock star guide to Google plus, but you love every episode on the podcast. I talk about Google plus, you know, it's, yeah. it, the same thing can happen within one business where you sort of, and you move people through people call it a sales funnel. And I don't love that, mm-hmm. but you know, move through that path as they grow, you continue to offer solutions for them. So that can happen in one business or two business. Either way, it's worth considering when you're looking at your ideal clients, where they are in their life and business needs. Absolutely. And, and just to reinforce that, I would say if you're considering, you know, if you're sort of like on this multi-passionate end of Mm -hmm. the spectrum and considering separating, start by doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's actually how I started was I created separate lists under my, you know, main entity Mm -hmm. to see, okay, are people really even interested in this, you know, based on, based on what I had been doing. So I think it's a great way to prepare yourself for the bigger transition. Well, and and I like that idea of, of starting sort of small, taking that first step to see if that's going to be something worthwhile before you invest. I mean, it's hard enough to, to, to the building phase of one business before you mm. undertake that while you're still running your first business again, uh, you yeah. know, make sure that that's something that's going to be worth your time and, and financial investment of, of branching those out. Cause it may be something that works better for you uh, in one list. Plus then when you do really branch them into separate things, you'll have some people to kind of move over there. Absolutely. That's a great point. So, um, what would be sort of one of the big sort of things you wish you'd known? I don't like to say mistakes because we learn from them, so they're good. Yeah. Um, but what are the things that maybe you'd wish you'd known when you started um, separating them? Yeah, um, this is a good question. Let me, because there's so much. <laughs> I mean, there are so many, so many learning learning experiences that I could share here. Um, I would say. You know, really, one of the things that I that I wish, and this is what I also share with my business coaching clients as well, when you're first getting started, like I'm a very future oriented person, mm-hmm. and I consider myself to be pretty organized. You know, planning like 2015 is already full. You know, for me, yeah. like I've already mapped that out. But one of the things that I really wish I had known was just a being t- a little more touched in with this community that I was trying to serve. And I know that seems a bit paradoxical because they were coming to me for yoga therapy training and yoga teacher training, but I really didn't take the time to think about what what is it that like they know they need because I knew what they needed, but mm-hmm. they didn't know that they needed that yet. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And, and okay. I'm so glad you're bringing it up because again, this is one of those things that's going to be beneficial for you, whether you want one business or 12. Yeah. Like this is a huge part of just knowing and knowing your client because, and this is one of the reasons I say, ask them questions and, and mm. talk to your ideal clients because they, you may even be talking about the same thing, but you're wording it differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Connecting like branded language, taking some mm-hmm. time. It took me forever to like boil down my niche into two words. I mean, it, like a year. It took me a year mm-hmm. to get to that. 
you know, to really like figure out like what is a conscious creative? Are people going to understand what that is when they hear that? Mm -hmm. And how can I connect with people on that level? So, you know, that's one of the things that I wish I had that I wish I had done. And it happened, you know, eventually in through the art of refining things, but there were a lot of missteps and, you know, I launched offerings to crickets, of course, because mm-hmm. I wasn't as clear as I could have been with my language and, and understanding that. And this is kind of funny because the big thing about my yoga therapy training is meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. And that's really a connecting thread with my business coaching in any, any business. You have to meet people where they are. And I didn't do enough of that when I first started out. So that's what I would say for sure. Spend some time, you know, doing the mindset work, niching you know, all of the stuff that we can use to help us really connect. Offering free sessions, I probably offered like 50 free sessions before I really figured out this is when the person, this is when my dream client is ready for me. You know, because maybe on the outside, they had all these wonderful things that the characteristics, the psychographics, all of that, that I knew was going to be a great fit. But it took me a really long time to figure out what are the right questions to ask to get to that readiness to change. Well, and I, I love that you said that you talked, you did like 50 of those free calls. We had Kendrick Shope on the show and she did like a hundred of them. And, mm. and that's a common thread that I've, I've heard from a lot of people um, when they sort of successfully find that really tight uh, group and that really clear vision of who they're talking to. It really is putting in the time and work. And so I, I, I sort of want to highlight for those who are maybe going, A, will this ever end? It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. They keep evolving, so you keep evolving. It's, yes. it's a pain, but it's it's part of it, and it's fun. It is. Um, but also, it, you don't have to figure it out in two hours and three worksheets. Like, mm. it, it, takes, it takes a little bit more than that. Um, and so don't feel bad if you're not there yet. Just keep moving forward, and it will... Just keep walking, and you'll get there. <laughs> yeah, one, one foot in front of the other, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I'll say just about overall, just building two businesses at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've spoken a lot about this in, in my own free content on my blog and, and podcast and things is that you have to, you have to be the kind of person that is dedicated, determined and willing to do the work. Like mm-hmm. this is not the path of the two businesses at the same time is not for everybody. You have to have a lion's share of grit and determination and a whole lot of passion. You know, there were so many opportunities to move beyond, in my experience, move move beyond and out of yoga and my yoga therapy business overall. But I'm so passionate about it and I'm so committed. And it's taken me 15 years to get to this level of, you know, integrity and, and authenticity. And I didn't want to walk away from that. But had it been anything else that I like didn't care about that much, yeah, mm-hmm. I totally would have let it go. Um, but it just wasn't an option for me. So I think that passion can really help you, but you have to have the drive and you have to have the perseverance. And I love that you said that because I think especially amongst creative entrepreneurs, there's a lot mm-hmm. of this this passion talk. And passion is awesome, but passion is. is not depositable at the bank. It is not enough. It you is have not to enough. have the hustle to go along with it. Yeah. Passion, or however passion, you want to say that. Yeah. Passion and perseverance yeah. and, you know, and, and vision. I'll say, you know, there's, I talked to so many creative types and they're like, oh, I just want to be intuitive and, you know, I just want to do this now. And it's like, great. But 
you got to put a time frame on it. That's how you commit. That's mm-hmm. a universal invitation for commitment. You put it on your calendar. Even if it's six months from today, I will publish my book mm-hmm. or I will launch my online program. And then, you know, you make it happen. But so many, I mean, even so many business owners don't take the time to really lay out strategy for their year, their programs, their launches. Um, and that has, I mean, that's not going to take you very far. <laughs> yeah, create. yeah. I mean, organization is critical. I I have, I am, I am a planner, but I'm not. I have 2015 planned. Uh, mm-hmm. Dates are now being planned for 2015. But I had the idea yeah. of what would happen in 2015 beginning of this year i I knew what would happen uh and now it's time to actually like brass tacks lay down launch dates and and honestly editorial calendars because it's 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 so impactful but um but again that that's going to vary for everybody but i totally agree i mean if you set something down on the calendar you know i am a big fan of denise duffield thomas and she talks a lot about if you want to manifest a trip or you want to uh launch something or get your book written or lose so much weight or whatever that that goal is for you giving yourself an end date saying this is going to happen on tuesday february 12th is a whole lot better than someday right because someday we know is not a day of the week yes i love that i i (laughs) saw a coffee mug that said that on pinterest and i really want one (laughs) sadly i like a lot of things on pinterest it linked back to nothing that i could buy at all i'm like oh that's Come on, the, Pinterest. The wonderful and terrible of Pinterest. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, I just saved myself $25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dangerous impulse purchase. Sorry. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, before I let you go, can you, and I'm going to have links to everything on the website, but I want you to direct people where they can go as far as um, both of your businesses, um, because you have beautiful websites, first of all, um, but also because people are in different places and they might be a fit for one. Absolutely. So, um, so you can find all of my yoga therapy goodness, including an on-demand virtual studio, live teacher trainings, and destination retreats at www.thewisdommethod.com. And you can find everything related to business coaching, including a ton of creative resources, at um, my main website, kellyadkins.com. And that's www.kellie adkins.com Awesome. And like I said, I'll have links to everything on my website. So if you go to thestacyharris.com, like every episode, you'll find all that stuff there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly, for being on the show. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much, Stacey. I appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you guys next time.